Welcome to the Moonshine Jesus Show. I'm Mark, uh, and I'm here with my buddy Caleb, who you may or may not recognize since he is wearing a full, serious Spider-Man costume. Caleb, I love it. It's perfect for the show. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good, and I didn't tell Mark I was going to put on the mask. I was good. Uh, I had a nice little happy surprise. Listen, our show is sponsored by ProgressiveChristianity.org. We really want to encourage you to go check them out. If you've not looked at them before, there's some great resources there for progressive Christians from readings and writings and, 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 and liturgies and all kinds of things. So please uh, check them out. Also, Quick little reminder, if you are watching us record this live, please, in the comment sections, any questions or thoughts that pop up, leave those there. We will try to address them in the final segment. Uh, and, and last and very importantly, this is not a spoiler-free podcast. Very important. This is a loud spoiler alert for you. There will be spoilers probably right off the bat. But before we get to that... Importantly, what will you be drinking today, sir? Yes, yes. So today we are talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and I have got my Spider-Man uh, drink here. Ooh, so very it, nice. Uh, you can kind of see it's got red down at the bottom. Right. Uh, grenadine, and it's got uh, vodka and lime juice and uh, some water and uh, blue curacao. Very nice. Well, we'll, we'll both in a very unusual move we'll both be drinking vodka oh i know i went to no bourbon you didn't no find bourbon. a way to to, to I, work I figure out how to work some bourbon in yeah. i've got bourbon around for backup if i need to so Good. um but i'm doing a dr strange drink um, Ooh. there's Good. this drink called black magical shimmer uh -huh. and it's supposed to use black vodka but I live in North Carolina where the AB, uh, the, the alcohol beverage control is weird. And you I, you can't get black vodka. But I did find, so I had to switch it up. I found a cola vodka that's made in the U.S., which I think is really important considering all the world mm -hmm. news going on right now. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> I added some uh, Starbucks um, cold brew coffee to it. Ooh. And then you, I don't know if this comes through. Oh. You see, I've got I've got shimmering stars on the rim. I rimmed it with that. Oh, I can see it. Yeah. And and there's uh, there is opal dust in the drink to give it kind of a magical brew look. So oh, it looks like brew. I'm calling it a uh, strange dark magic. Strange dark magic. And yeah. how does it taste, Mark? Well, let's find out. Okay. I could drink one of those. <laughs> drink one. Yeah. That's a good thing since I'm going to be, right? That's right. All right. Well, listen, I am so excited about that, about this. You and I both made one of our first trips during COVID period to um, the theaters to watch this show. Yep. Um, I just, I, this is going to be fun, man. It's going to be great. Cheers, Mark. Cheers, sir. Jesus. Jesus, 
Welcome back to the Moonshine Jesus Show, where today we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, and Mark and I are ready to geek out about Spider-Man. <laughs> Mark, I've got to tell you that I was in high school when the the kind of early 2000s Spider-Man uh-huh. came out. And was that Garfield? Or was that, that was the Tobey Maguire stuff, Maguire, the Sam okay. Raimi Spider-Man movies. Yeah. And at the time, you know, we were kind of past the Joel Schumacher Batman stuff, but before any of the really super dark uh, mm-hmm. superhero movies had come out. And so Spider-Man was uh, important for for uh, those of us who were uh, geeks in high school and liked to watch comic book movies before it was really acceptable to do that. Right. And so I loved watching Spider-Man. And I've been a big fan of the Tom Holland Spider-Man uh, movies as well. I, I think they've been great. And I, I really loved getting into the theater for the first time or one of the first times after this uh, recent covid surge mm. and uh, it was exciting to go and see uh see the movie and it was especially exciting uh, again not a spoiler free zone to see the convergence of the multiverse and yes. to see uh some of the different spider-men all come together because within the last 20 years we've had three different iterations of spider-man what was that like for you mark to be watching that it was amazing. I'm glad that it was Spider-Man was one of the movies that I'm first in watching and kind of the same thing. Like I was always interested. I mean, you had that thing with, with, with Sony and, and, and Marvel and yeah. who owns Spider-Man. And so the, we get these weird iterations. Um, and so there was that going on. It was good to feel like it was, you know, a, a, yet again, we get to include it in, in the, the MCU, which made yeah. me very happy. Uh, but I'm kind of like you. Spider-Man was one of those that I was also interested to see how they were going to bring it in. Yep. Because it is, it's a high school kid, you know, and it's got, it's got different themes than a lot yep. of the other Marvel comics. Uh, and kind of like you, when I was in high school, I was, I was uh, a bit of a, of a geek as well. And I'm trying to get off the, uh, one of my stars. From the, <laughs> the star is stuck to you, Mark. It's stuck to me. It's the only way I'm ever going to be a star is to have one on my lip. But anyway. Um, You're a star to me. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. But yeah, and high school, is like it was easy to identify with Peter Parker. Um, partly because he was a, a, a teenager dealing with the same stuff that we were dealing with. So it was really fun to get to see this in the movie. There'd been enough spoilers at this point that we all kind of knew that they were, we were going to get all three of them. Right. Uh, and we get kind of a, a great explanation of um, how we bring these three together and make it make sense. Like we, we have all these movies and different stories and different even MJs. And what are we going to do with all of this? And I thought it was a lot of fun to watch how they solved that. It and, was and a use lot of the fun. multi, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And I thought, you know, I always kind of wondered if the multiverse idea could really work in mm. film. And yeah. uh, I thought they were brilliant in trying that out and into the Spider-Verse in the cartoon and kind of a lower risk environment. And that was so popular and so much fun yeah. that uh that yeah, it clearly worked, and I I think it, one of my favorite moments though, because uh, everyone knows you and I are both DC fans too, right, and yeah. uh, the little nod to to the DC world where this is also happening at the moment, right. where the the fake 
friend has written the book called Flashpoint, yeah, right? <laughs> which, right. which in the right. DC world is what opens up the multiverse. And exactly. so I got to kick great. out of that. And it worked yeah. really well since there is a character called Flash Thompson that has been in Spider-Man movies before. So it just right. was brilliant. I love all the little nods that they did to other stuff. Like, yeah. turns out that uh, at least in, uh, in, in Peter Parker and in, in Tom Holland's world star wars is a thing because he has you know they make the star yeah the death star and he has the little star uh the the, the figurine from it it's uh, lots of little fun things and i like did you catch uh electro's shout out to miles the the miles version yep. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, i figured there has to be a, a, a black spider-man in the universe somewhere and i just like ah love it that, yeah, that's one of my favorite parts because it's a, it's towards the end of the movie and he's found out the identity of his Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah and he yeah. says, man, you were from what? Brooklyn, from Brooklyn and, and, and you helped poor folks. And I, I figured you'd be black. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so that I, I do wish it, it would have been kind of fun. I mean, there were too many Spider-Man to introduce anymore, but it would have been cool oh, yeah. to see Miles Morales somehow in there. Uh, maybe in the future. Maybe that's going to be the next iteration. Maybe that's what it's going to look like as we enter the next phase of Spider-Man. I, I tell you, I really hope that we get a live-action Spider-Verse, or even, or even a kind of a crossover, like like almost a Roger Rabbit, where we get a few of them are cartoons yeah. because in their universe they're actually you know uh, cartoons and and not real people. So I I just think there's lots of opportunities and really fun. And they're making another Spider-Verse. Did yes. you see that across the Spider-Verse? Uh, yes. So maybe maybe they'll surprise us, Mark, and we'll get some live action Spider Man in the oh, in the across yeah, the Spider Verse. So let's move on though and talk a little bit about some of the really like we both love superhero shows, um, we but we also recognize all of the faults that come along with these kinds of shows, where absolutely it's frequently great. someone who's just using brute force to make things right to make some mm -hmm. you know to. to fix to, to, to end the bad guy kind of thing. Right. And honestly, I, I didn't know any different when I showed up for this one. Um, yeah. I assumed that we'd probably see a lot of that same kind of understanding of how do, how do you take, keep a bad person from being hurting the world? You know, you use force and you lock them up. Mm -hmm. um, and I really loved, again, this is not a spoiler free zone. I loved the handling that they did and processing through this, you know, um, you see, particularly Peter, you see him struggling with how to handle these bad guys. So the the several of the bad guys from the other Spider-Men's movies show up because of something that that Peter yeah. does. That's a very teenager boy, like anxious and anxiety ridden and keep messing things up and causes a crack in the multiverse. And we get all these bad guys showing up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for me, his instinct, like his, his instinct was, I'm going to push this button on the thing that, uh, that Dr. Uh, Strange just made and I'm going to yeah. send him back. So I don't have to deal with this, you know? Yeah. And then Aunt May calls him back and says, you know, you got to do the right thing, man. Yep. You know, that was interesting, Mark. And, uh, I, I do love, I, I'm with you. I didn't, I tried to stay away from as many spoilers as I could. And you and I both mm -hmm. saw this kind of late. And yeah. I, I actually managed to, I knew that there were going to be villains. I didn't know there were going to be multiple Spider-Men. So that was a surprise for oh, me. That's good. And uh, I knew nothing about the plot. And uh, 
I was surprised as well to see that there was a little bit more depth to some of the villains and oh, that ultimately it. they were talking about uh, the the salvation of, of these villains. And that's what the whole plot of the movie is about, is about this uh, Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, right. uh, doing what he can to help these villains from other universes, which yeah. I thought was really fascinating. Absolutely. And, and it's cool to see his struggle with it because yep. there are moments where he doesn't want to do that. Um, yeah. And I do, like you said, I do love the way that they played out, fleshed out more some of the villains, quote, villains' backgrounds. Yeah. So we understand, like Green Goblin, we never really understood what was going on. And we caught little right. bits of it. We started to understand that. Uh, and for me, there was a lot of, and we can talk about this in the next segment, uh, there was a lot of commentary about how we treat bad guys and villains and people Absolutely. like that. Particularly, and I think Green Goblin was the one that, that that opened the door to this, folks who might be not really bad folks as much as suffering from some kind of mental health. Now, yeah. we all too frequently immediately say, well, there's someone's got a mental health issue, blah, blah, blah. But right. sometimes folks really do. And the majority of folks with mental health issues that are in our jails aren't being treated. Uh, at right. least not in any real well way. And I felt like the Green Goblin was a really great entry point into starting to think about, yes, he's a horrible guy and there's terrible things going on, but maybe we can understand what's behind it. And, and that's what they did with all the villains, right? That's right. Yeah, you got to see their their nature and, and got to see that ultimately at the end of the day with with some care and compassion and sacrifice uh, ultimately right. from Tom Holland's Peter Parker, that that they were able to be helped. Now, yeah. uh, contrary to uh, what we were, who we're supposed to root for in the movie, I think, I don't know. I, I kind of felt like he really should have pushed that button <laughs> right, <laughs> right away. I, I, I sat there thinking, like, I know this is necessary for the movie to move forward, but right. he should really push that button and send, <laughs> send these people back to their universes. And uh, this obviously isn't what we want to do in terms of theology or in terms of helping people in real life. But but in the movie, it feels like, you know, but, these these folks had already, the villains had died and yeah. they got sent to, uh, to Tom Holland. Well, they had uh, almost the died. They'd almost died. Almost to died. Everyone, everyone who lived past them in their timeline, they had died. But to them, the almost death moment and the coming into to, uh, Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man 1's world was yeah. instantaneous. So in, for them, they hadn't died yet. But I do think that the, 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 the feeling that you're articulating, because I did not think that some too. Um, <laughs> well, that's good to know, Mark. I wasn't just being a terrible person, being like, send them back. Well, I don't <laughs> think I thought your it, universe apart. I don't think I thought it as much as you did. No. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Mark. <laughs> but I do think, no, I do think that that's kind of the point of the whole movie. I mean, I think that, that was almost a setup. I think they wanted us to feel that way because it's the setup for why we needed the movie being told this way, which in my opinion is one of the very first times that we get a, a, a big production superhero movie that is completely, and we talked about this in some of our earlier shows, uh, about redemption. It's about yeah. redeeming folks that at least in that world are the worst of the worst and, yeah. and, and, and why it's important and why, why it, it matters. Um, and they and get I us to root for it. 
which is kind of amazing. I mean, even yeah. though I I wasn't really rooting for it, I was like, send him back. Your life's going to be a mess. <laughs> uh, and I mean, what are you going to do to the timelines and the other in the other universes? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> Peter yeah. Parker, send him back. Even though I felt like that, still at the end of the day, as I listened to Aunt May, I'm like, oh. He can help these people. <laughs> he can be yeah. he can be a part of making their lives better. They made me well, root for him. And yep. we see in Spider-Man one struggle. Like, for instance, in, in um Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. Spider-Man says, uh, when you can do the things that I can do, but you don't, and then things go bad or things bad happen, um, they happen because of you. Now, I don't know that I completely agree with that statement, right. but I do like that we, the character knows that he needs to do the right things, yeah. you know, but he still struggles with what, am I going to take the easy way or the right way? Because it's not always the same thing. Right. Um, and it takes his, Aunt May dying, again, right. not spoiler free. And she takes on Uncle Ben's line of um, great powers come with great responsibility. Right. And, and, and it really is a poignant, poignant moment that you can just feel. And I, you've anybody who follows almost any superhero ultimately have heard some version of that. Right. But it, it just felt like it hit home and it was wonderful to watch him go through this roller coaster ride. Cause as she told him that she is, she was dying at the hand of the green goblin. That's true. And I mean, at first he's filled with vengeance because right. of that. Right. And ultimately it is the other Spider-Man uh, who come and help him to realize that because he's not really resolved to no. to what he's going to do yeah, until yeah. until the Spider-Man 2, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, and Spider-Man 3, Andrew yeah. Garfield's Spider-Man, yeah. uh, and come and they, they help him to realize that it's important not to seek vengeance because it's not going to do him any good. To, yeah. to live in vengeance it's and, only yeah. going to do good if he helps the uh helps the villains it's only going to mm-hmm. do good if he is uh, uh you know doing what's what's ultimately good for his soul uh yeah. and good for his spirit as if yeah. is if he's working for compassion and he's really working to help people like he's supposed to be as a exactly. superhero and exactly. so i thought that was very fascinating they didn't let him give in to violence and it was accountability of friend network that, yeah. that really helped him go on. So, Mark, you brought up a lot of uh, interesting political issues uh, that uh, that this film raises. And I want to explore those more. I can't wait to, to hear more about some of the things that we find in Spider-Man uh, that we don't find in a lot of other superhero movies. So maybe after the drop, let's come back and let's talk about uh, political theology of Spider-Man. Sounds good. <laughs> Moonshine Jesus show, Caleb, like you were saying, uh, you know, there are really a lot of themes in Spider-Man No Way Home that really um, impact how we think about 
things, particularly maybe in the U.S. And, and I, for me, the incarceration system just kept popping up and popping up and popping up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Every time you turned around, you, you were thinking, well, we don't do that. Like, you know, there, we, one simple thing was, you know, the three Spider-Men ultimately were able to see that these people weren't just evil. Right. You know, and that maybe there was something redeemable about them. And maybe yeah. there with their power, there was some responsibility mm-hmm. to at least try, you know. Yeah. Um, and and in, in the U.S., I don't know. I mean, I do know. It doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like that's what we're, our system's set up for. I mean, it, it, it doesn't. Conceptually, a long time ago, that's what it was supposed to be, was about actually helping reform folks, Yes. Uh, yeah, and we've never done or, a good uh, job of that. Yeah, <laughs> you're, really you're right. We, but we, we all know the answer that we're, and we talked about this some a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Batwoman, but that our system is much more interested in retribution than this uh, exactly. restoration. We want to punish people when they've yeah. done something wrong. And we've created a system that's designed to punish people, right. uh, not to, not to really help rehabilitate people. No, the, there's no... I mean, there are exceptions, obviously, but in most prisons, there's no real rehabilitation rehabilitation of uh, systems that that people can plug into. There are ones that that are out there, and and thank goodness that you can do after after you get out of jail. Um, but, But you've had all this time paying for a crime that who, you know, we learned from watching Spider-Man. I, I mean, we already know it, but Spider-Man helps right. us relearn, rethink, re-remember that these folks might have been pushed into doing these kind of things. Yes, there's always better options, but they're not always capable of making those options. And we, we, we are a great nation. We are a great power. And we've got the money to do this. We have mm-hmm. the resources in terms of even, even human resources to do that kind of thing, but we choose not to. Yeah, and you brought forth a great point in the earlier segment where you mentioned mental health concerns. I mean, I think we're just growing to yeah. uh, understand mental health in a, a, a more full way. And right. we're just beginning to realize as more, more and more folks are breaking the silence on, on mental health struggles, uh, how all of those things play together. And I think uh, you know, considering how it is that we can work on our prison system in a way that fosters uh, better mental health care and, and better rehabilitation does a whole lot of good in thinking about how uh, we can live in a better society yes. where people are um, people are we're not just concerned with punishing people, I guess, uh, for what we've considered them to have done wrong. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it goes back to something you said earlier about how. <clears throat> It's, it's just taking violence t- towards these villains and that there's something mm-hmm. about that that folks won't. And what yeah. we have to learn, what we need to learn is that what only thing that violence does yeah. is teach us that violence is a solution. Now, we re- so we cycle back into it. We'll do it again because it worked. In our minds, it worked. In yeah. our minds, it worked. Um, and, you know, jail, the prison system in the U.S. is indefinitely is violent. It is a violent thing we do to people. It absolutely is. Because it doesn't have to be physical to be violent. 
Right, right. That's that's right. It's it's violent in terms of separation from others. It's violent in terms of uh, the the things that we put people through. And you know, I think Mark, uh, the things that you're talking about are are biblical things as well. Turns like, out. You know, like not returning violence with violence. I think I've heard that somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, where where was that? Who said that? I don't that? remember. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. I think it was an important character. I think I think so. And, and so I, I, in terms of not being focused on punishment, but in terms of uh, in terms of thinking about how it is that we can restore ourselves to right relationship with other people, if we can focus yeah. on that, that's incredible. So I, I saw that theme as well, too. I, I thought that the movie was making uh kind of an argument towards uh, refugees uh, in, in terms okay. of, you know, refugees from other universes coming to the, uh, coming to this. Uh, and you, and you wanted to hit the button and send them back. Uh, and he wanted to hit the button and send no, them back. No, you said you wanted to. <laughs> oh, I think you I think you That was you're, before I made the connection, Mark. <laughs> you're weaving a wall. You're not going to put out here, man. Be careful. All these, uh, all these Trumpers <laughs> or all these... I had to give you a hard time on that one. Sorry. I, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> I hear exactly what you're saying. And I and I agree. There yeah. is that theme in there, right? And, but, but it's problematic, right? I think the it movie is. makes it in a problematic way. I think that's the argument it's trying to make. But mm -hmm. I, th I think it makes it kind of problematically because they're all villains, right? It portrays the villains yeah. coming into the universe and and then them getting rehabilitated. Uh, but I I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people view refugees like that. I've heard that a lot. I live oh, here in absolutely. San Diego by the border. We've got a huge refugee community in San Diego where, where refugees resettle. We're one of the oh. top resettlement places in the United States. And I hear that all the time. Well, we don't want criminals coming exactly. in here. Well, I yeah. mean, and we've had parties in the U.S., uh, political parties who work very hard to make sure that 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 immigrants are villainized in our minds. We have, we've got well, political parties like that. I know no it's way. Weird. You would think in the great nation of the United States <laughs> that, that everybody would be doing the right thing and trying to treat people the correct way, particularly parties that might you know want themselves to be seen as the Christian party. Although, oh, you know, there's oh, there's, we do have a party like that, don't we? Oh. <laughs> I, I, think I did not mean it. to be directly talking about any. It, okay. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> no, of you're course, probably, of course, you're probably not. right. You're probably right. But no, I mean, yeah. something. It's amazing how much that impacts everything. For instance, yeah, um, the villainization of people in Mexico coming mm -hmm. over uh, is part of what was used when uh, they made uh, marijuana illegal. Yeah, is that you know that they're horrible folks who are high on marijuana and they're going to. Literally, there was an article in the New York Times that basically said that that, that they're out in the streets uh, decapitating moms. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, and then people buy into it. Well, that's crazy. So we do, you're right. We 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 villainize, have people absolutely. who are actively trying to villainize because it gives them more of what they want, which is power and money and what they would consider purity. Right. And so here's another thing that I found very interesting about uh, about Spider-Man No Way Home. Although I we've seen this in quite a few movies lately as it's mirrored things that are happening in the real world. But mm -hmm. I I appreciated J. Jonah Jameson. 
you know, portrayed oh by J.K. Simmons across the multiverse. <laughs> He's always he the same character. He but the disingenuous media personalities who are influencing the narrative. Yeah. And just like just like you're talking about here uh, in terms of things like marijuana or in, in terms of things like refugees, that obviously we have seen this so much in, you know, the last five, six years. We've uh, before that, but especially in the last five, six years, we've seen these these media personalities control the narrative and do a whole lot of damage, just like uh, J. Jonah Jameson does in the film. Yeah, and he is brilliant in that role um, mm. and, and, and mirrors a couple of folks that are on a more conservative talk uh, show kinds of uh, world mm -hmm. going on. And, and he does a be beautiful job to show how uh, that kind of rhetoric, particularly when it's repeated, because they did a lot of repeating for him, uh, that yes, people yep. will buy into it, you know, yep, uh, yep. And, and won't necessarily process it as much as they need to, uh, which is, it was both funny and horrible at the same time to watch him do that. That's right. Because it was it was funny in the in the sense of the show, and it was it was horrifying because it really happens, and we've seen it. Right? It's not just this used yeah. to be kind of like a hypothetical thing. Whenever you'd see it in movies, to some yeah. degree, you know, you'd be like, uh, well, I can see where you know that might happen someday or whatever." But now it's like we've all seen it, and yeah. like, yeah, people believe these crazy commentaries uh and these these commenters who just make things up he's not necessarily making things up he's putting his own spin on it he's interpreting the events uh we've seen even more horrific things in our real world as we've seen people just make things up right uh, yeah and, and to a degree he you're right he's putting his own spin on it but he is he is rewriting the narrative uh, right. uh and i think that's what we really see going on today far too much even I, I I assume that there's probably a major cable news network that is actively doing that. You know, oh. it's hard to get to the truth anymore. So who knows? Uh, <laughs> some kind uh, of animal. It's like the name of some kind of animal. Uh, not yeah 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 cat uh, something like cat. Cat yeah yeah. yeah I don't oh. remember. I don't oh. remember. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and so I think this is interesting too when we think about. Uh, things that are going on right now in the world, and we think about the way that uh, that Russia has influenced, uh, you know, some uh, some stories that have emerged. The well, I mean, we need, stories we need that done on on social media and stuff in yeah. particular, and and we've seen them now this week, uh, yeah. this past week, act exactly. uh, based on that kind yeah. of misinformation. Exactly, and and mm -hmm. and that's that's important to say. Uh, we're, we're we're recording this just five days after after they they invaded. Uh, Ukraine and all the the, the mm -hmm. things that they've done already that, that are breaking international war laws. And I mean, it's absolutely horrific. There's so much tragedy going on there. Um, but I, I will say one of the things that connections that as I've been listening and seeing mm -hmm. uh, uh, the U.S. response is I really, it, it, the, the line of with great uh, power comes great responsibility. Great line. Um, yeah. ha has really kept echoing as I listen to the Biden administration's efforts to do the right thing and to do it the right way. Like they're going to help, but how do we do it in a way that not a lot of more people get, get hurt? It's mm -hmm. been, they, they're taking this idea of great power because in, in the world, monetarily and militarily, the U S has great power. Um, yeah. And, and it's been a very intelligent and measured response, which I think mm -hmm. it's part of 
that great responsibility is mm-hmm. to not just start, you know, throwing missiles at the problem or throwing rocks or beating the bad guys down, but instead saying, what is the best way to de-escalate this uh, th- that's going to save the most people? I mean, yeah. we're at a point that there's no way that we that we that we save everyone because there's right, already right, been right, way right. too many deaths. And as Putin isn't able to to take over Kiev, he's probably going to just escalate and escalate and escalate. So mm-hmm. I will say I, I am usually very unhappy about the U.S. response right. to, to wars, yeah. but so far this has been an intelligent, smart, even compassionate response to what's going on i mean what do you think just think about what the response would have been had this happened a year and a half ago uh i I have thought about that and it scares me to death it would have been a nightmare i I who knows (laughs) we might have had u.s troops assisting russia uh at least at least air support and probably Uh um probably telling other nations to back off absolutely absolutely So, of course, there's a lot that uh, remains to be seen, and uh, and we we hope that our leaders will continue to recognize that great line that with great power comes great responsibility. Hey, Mark, this has been a blast talking about some of these items that uh, that the powerful themes and Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, we're going to get ready for a drop. Our third segment is going to be a Q&A. And so no matter where you're watching from, if you have some questions for us, go ahead and drop a question in the comment section. We want to hear what you have to say. And whenever we come back, we're going to address any questions that are there. So let's listen to the drop. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> to uh, the the uh, show and our Q&A segment. Uh, there's some weird things going on. We use Restream to broadcast. There's some odd things going on right now. Uh, it's not showing our themes in our broadcast. And it's also, Caleb, and this is the important part for you, uh, when I go to the chat stream, all it shows me are, are who said something, but not what they said. So <laughs> I'm hoping... I'm hoping you might have a little something there that that uh, we could address. I know somebody had asked what I, what 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 is that drink, and I don't know if it was mine or yours. But I like, think it's yours because it came in as you were trying to get your star. To get that star <laughs> and I heard that yours won the competition for today, Mark. The one with coffee. People were excited about well, that. One of the things is, folks that that are friends with me on social media know that I am a big coffee drinker. As, yeah. as much as I like bourbon, I also like coffee probably just as much. So it's not surprising. That's a lot. That is a lot. It really <laughs> is a lot. Yes. It is It is a deep, important love in my life. It's not nearly what my wife is. She's the most, the bestest, and my everything. But, you know, but what, co- what? coffee and bourbon and the dogs are kind of in the same space. <laughs> you know. Uh, my my kids are just above them, but you know the rest of them are all just fighting for that third tier. They really are. They really are. Uh, well, if you had to rank it, coffee or bourbon, Mark, oh if you had to choose, what would you choose? 
honestly, that's a hard, that is such a great great philosophical question of today. It it ultimately would be coffee because it's better for me. I'm not saying it's good for me. I'm saying (laughs) it's better for me. So it would ultimately be coffee because just on taste, just on pure enjoyment, Uh they are neck and neck and it just depends on the day. Uh-huh. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah. That, that, that are, probably... are you going to church? Are you going to weed worship? Or are you going to moonshine Jesus? Exactly. It all depends. It all depends. It all depends. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, yes. And then someone uh, I did see while we were uh-huh. doing the show mentioned that we should do a show. This is a novel idea on Star Trek. That's right. I, I, you, okay. So folks, if you, ha- if you're not following the moonshine Jesus show, we want you to start following and we want you to download our episodes. Cause last week we talked about star Trek discovery yes. and uh, we, we had a real interesting conversation. Yes. About there were that. some similar themes, but not, uh, yeah. not. So I still think that the commenter is correct. There's a lot of similar themes in star Trek, yeah. particularly some of the you and I were talking about the, the original mm-hmm. series and Next Generation, and, and right. we're both big fans. And uh-huh. maybe they more clearly show these things that we're talking about. So yeah. do know, not only should you go download our show and listen to last week's, but know that there will be future Star Trek shows so we can continue to investigate these kinds of um, questions. So I've got a question for you, though. Okay, I'm ready. So uh, for those who are li- who are listeners... Caleb and I have a, a running spreadsheet where we plan out what we're going to be talking about, what future shows may be, and some ideas of what we're going to talk about. Caleb, you put an interesting thought, interesting comment, um, and I don't have it right in front of me, so I'll need your help on this. But I'm really curious. Uh, you mentioned the, the, the Trinity of Saviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you see that as an intentional effort of the writers, directors? Were they trying to tip their hat a little bit? For instance... Uh, there's been Superman movies where it is very clear they are doing everything they can, even visually, to make him a, a, a Jesus savior. Right. So do you see Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, not not the movies, but the characters, as kind of a Trinity representation of any sort? Yeah, so that kind of struck me as I was sitting there watching that. You know, a, a Trinity of Saviors was something, you know, as, uh, as a clergy person that stuck out at me. And I thought, huh, you know, would I would I make, uh, uh, you know, Tobey Maguire? He would be the father. Uh, <laughs> the, the, and uh, and I, I guess uh, I, I, Tom Holland, he would be he would be the uh, the Christ figure, the son. He's he's the one who ultimately is making the sacrifice in the movie. And then uh, and then Andrew Garfield is kind of like the Holy Spirit and uh it, you know, hard. he's the one that you don't talk about as much. You're not quite sure you understand what <laughs> to do really with <laughs> He's he, he's there. So this is going. So I'm much more Unitarian in my theology. Yeah, I'm not really too. Trinitarian at yeah. all. But yeah, uh, I, I've uh, actually written articles about no Trinity for me. So yeah, no Trinity for me either. I'm yeah. I'm not Trinitarian at all. But it's, it's but still, I think that's I think that's what was going on in the movie. I, 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 I think, think they were they were you, aiming you, at a trend. I asked the question. I asked the question because just reading what you wrote, I wasn't convinced. Yeah. Your argument, however, I think it. I, I the, the the Holy Spirit is a little bit of an iffy part of the argument, but the rest of it actually, I'm with you. It makes a lot of sense <laughs> the way they wrote the characters. I mean, <laughs> Spider Man Two was definitely kind of the the wise guide. You know the father figure, the 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 
and, and in a lot of ways, the creator, the first actual spider right 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 so, right uh created at least how we were going to begin to understand this character and then yeah uh peter parker is definitely the sacrificial i, I i'm gonna lose all this stuff to make things better uh, yeah so mark i've got to ask you one question before right. before we end the show today all right here we go. I, I need to know what yeah. is your favorite spider-man movie we've had what mm. eight of them in the last 20 years do you have a favorite spider-man movie i'm gonna be honest and this is i'm not playing to the crowd here it's this one um yep. i i love that we got all three of them in it just that mm -hmm. you know the, the fan in me was kind of crazy about that i love that we're talking about redeeming villains and not just mm -hmm. you know using force to subdue them i i loved everything about that um and it was just a really what it, we, you and I, before the show, briefly talked about this. It's a two and a half hour show. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't for a moment wonder if it was almost over. That's right. Like, I was almost checking. disappointed. It, it was yeah. so well done. The pacing was perfect. Uh, mm -hmm. Every scene was engaging in its own different way. Sometimes it was a visual engagement. Sometimes it was like a very thoughtful, like trying to get you to think about things. Uh, it, I, I just... And so many Easter eggs. I, we didn't even get into any of that, but there were so many cool little Easter eggs. So that would be me. How about you? This 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 is this is going to wrap it up. That's right. You know what? I agree. I liked it. Uh, I liked the I liked the one before it too, uh, mm -hmm. where the where they were you know traveling on a field trip. I thought that was a lot of fun. I that I enjoyed was. that one. I loved how but, that uh, pulled out the 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 high school. It, it was so cool to see him, you know, like trying yeah. to live a normal life, trying to be on a field trip and also yeah. <laughs> fighting crime. Uh, right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. It was cool to see all the Spider-Man. I'm, I, you know, I'm always game to see multiple people playing the same character in the same movie. I love so, it. I can't wait to see it in DC as well when we see multiple Batman. Uh, but I had a blast today, Mark. Thanks for, uh, thanks for talking about Spider-Man. Uh, you too, man. Hey, thanks, for joining thanks, us. For, thanks for dressing up and being like Spider-Man. Of course. I'm I, really, happy to wear I, I really appreciate it very much. So all of you out yeah. there, we thank you for listening. Uh, if you're on the podcast so much, keep, keep, keep listening. We really appreciate it. Send us notes on social media about things you'd like to see us do or uh, uh, ways you might thoughts about maybe changing anything up. Just let us know. We're very appreciative of all of you. Uh, do go to the Moonshine Jesus show on Facebook. And follow us there because uh, within the, the coming week, we'll be announcing what our next show will be about and give you opportunities to participate, have your a shout out on the air with questions that you ask. Uh, hey, one final cheers to you, sir. Uh, um, cheers to you. I'm oh, empty. You've already hit the bottom. You, you've done well, <laughs> sir. I, I'm impressed. All right. Thanks to everyone. We'll catch you the next time on The, the Moonshine Jesus Show. Moonshine Jesus. Jesus. Oh, I'm